Good evening. Welcome to the Daily Roto Podcast. Tony Cicada, Ricky Sanders from DailyRoto.com coming to you, and we're going to take care of you for a big night in the NBA on a Wednesday night. 13 games in the National Basketball Association. Trying to sweat out, though, the games here on Tuesday nights. And uh, I'm going to tell you, interesting night in the NBA. I don't think I'm going to be able to uh, cash in some money here. Uh, I'm hoping for it to happen, but it's not looking good. And I had some monster games. I mean, Russell Westbrook, I played him 53 points, 50 points from Reggie Jackson. Uh, I'm hoping this Miami game goes into overtime. Right now, the recording this podcast, it's 87-85 Miami, and Wayne Wade's got 32 points. I got him uh, as my shooting guard here. But here's the most amazing stat of the night. I took a shot on Anthony Tolliver tonight. He put up 11 points in about seven minutes of the game, and what did he end up with? 11 points. <laughs> Doesn't that always seem to happen with uh, some of the lower-priced players that, you know, you play multiple nights, you know, you, you keep using them, and then eventually they hit a wall. And uh, tonight was Tolliver's night to hit that wall. Uh, so we'll see how that one plays out and uh, see if I can uh, make a comeback here and try to get a money. I have three guys remaining in tonight's action. I've got Ish Smith, who's having a monster first quarter. Uh, Robin Lopez in the late game. As, uh, Portland has no players. It uh, looks like they're going to play in this contest tonight. Uh, it looks like him and Damon Lillard will be all that will be uh, dressed for it. So two on five, I like my uh, opportunity there. And I went with Omar Caspi tonight. So those are the three guys I'm trying to uh, pull out of some tournaments with. Yeah, and I've got... Uh, even a bigger stack in that Golden State game. I I went pretty heavy uh, on Damian Lillard, Robin Lopez. I even used some Darrell Wright. I used some Aflalo. So I need that game to stay close. You know, the initial uh, line that came out for that game was much closer than it ended up, obviously, with all the late inactives. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, no Alders, no Cayman, they can still hang in there and uh, produce for me tonight. You know what's crazy is uh, Aaron Aflaro stinks since he's come aboard. He's been absolutely horrible, and it's it's crazy. I mean, he's a scorer. Wes Matthews is a scorer. Sure, Wes is more of a pure shooter than he is, but you thought that, especially when Wes went down, that he'd just you know, step back up. He was kind of the number one option for Orlando last year. So it's not like he hasn't scored in an offense consistently before. You know, he was always pretty decent in terms of efficiency uh, for scoring. He had a similar role on Denver where he was he was he was relied upon, and all of a sudden this year, you know, since he's got to this new team, it just it just hasn't been a fit for whatever reason with his skills. And I'm fourth in a hockey tournament. I just uh, took a flyer. I actually used the forum over at DailyRoto.com. Used a couple picks in the article, and I'm in fourth, and the top four get paid. Uh, but I'm running out of player minutes. I, I don't think it's going to be successful, but at least I was in the hunt. I get a little satisfaction uh, from that, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. If you go to DailyRoto.com right now, you can jump all over uh, Pat Mayo's podcast and article about some of the uh, golf happenings this week. Of course, each and every week we have uh, a golf coverage at DailyRoto.com, and it's interesting because I love playing. I don't know much about it, to tell you the truth. Uh, but I will put my uh, Valero a Texas Open DraftKings lineup in tomorrow night for sure. So, actually, it's going to be in by Thursday at 6 p.m. for everybody out there. Yeah, to be honest, I'm not a golfer whatsoever, but I love looking at his picks, and I love turning it on, you know, without 
knowing very much and yelling at the guy to hit the hit the ball in the hole. That's about all I know. But you know, Pat Mayo's picks are usually spot on, so that's really all you have to know. You look at them, you plug them in, and and you can root for whoever it is that you pick. So it is pretty fun. I actually do like playing some of the sports you have no idea because who knows? Sometimes it's luck and dumb luck, and you can come across a winner. And if you guys go over to DailyRoto.com, you're going to see an interview I did with WWE Hall of Famer, the Iron Sheik. Uh, the Iron Sheik is taking part in a, a WrestleMania fantasy contest where it's free to play at countermove.com. And they got $250 in prizes. I think it's like $200 for first place uh, over there for predicting the WWE WrestleMania outcomes. And the Iron Sheik uh, did an interview with me, and uh, I'll tell you what, he was all fired up about it. Yeah, and you know what? I didn't get the memo about this one, Tony. You know, this one caught me by surprise. The Iron Sheik, like it sounds like it is, you know, in this interview I saw you say that he's one of your favorite follows. He's definitely one of my favorite Twitter follows. He's very entertaining. You know, I'd heard him on Howard Stern, and I wasn't drinking coffee when I when I heard and read that he was on the website. But if I was, you know, I would have spit it all over the place. I go, wait, the Iron Sheik? And then I read it, and it absolutely made my day. That was a great interview, so... Look forward to playing against him. It's going to be interesting to see how that one. Uh, it's already been shared by 63 people today, that article. So it's uh, everyone, It's on everybody's Facebook page, it looks like. Yeah, I was one of them sharing. Uh, you know, I, I texted my friends. I said, look, you know, who was on our website? They all gave the same reaction I did. Holy crap, dude. And uh, they read it. And he's uh, he's quite the character, that Iron Sheik. Yeah, he is definitely quite the character, and, and I wasn't afraid to ask him the important questions uh, that you guys would have asked, so make sure you go over to DailyRoto.com and check that out. Um, you know, it's interesting. We've got 13 games in the NBA action. We're going to do the best we can uh, to break these down. As you're seeing us get late in the season, it's just getting hotter and hotter as far as uh, player injuries to go, so we'll set you up. And, of course, what you should be doing is you should be listening to the podcast in the morning. Then you should be going to Mike Leone and Drew Dankmeyer and getting that premium advice and get those emails sent to you directly so you know who the heck is playing and who isn't. That's what counts right now. Yeah. Yeah, and I follow those updates. I mean, today I was out for dinner for my mother's birthday, but you got, you know, update number seven, eight, nine, ten. All you got to do is check an email. You know, this is modern-day America. We're all on our phones anyways. So if all it takes is to open an email to win your league. You know, there's worse things in this world. The best thing awesome was awesome was the incorrect uh, update they sent out. Um, they sent it out that Dylan G would uh, be in the starting lineup tonight, and I thought that was great, but they corrected <laughs> it. I was wondering how many people would be confused and not know who Dylan G was. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder how many people typed in G, and uh, they saw <laughs> Alonzo, and they go, where's the right one? And they wrote uh, <laughs> DraftKings support or FanDuel support, and these support guys are getting this email like, what? <laughs> uh, but they quickly uh, sent out a correction once they aired in their ways. So everybody's getting ready for Daily Fantasy Baseball, uh, which will be just days away. Ricky, you looking forward to the baseball season? Oh, I can't wait. You know, I, I'm a basketball guy, obviously. I love it. But, you know, the start of the new season, start of baseball season, start of basketball season, start of football season, always the beginning. Uh, you're sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. So opening day should be an American holiday, if you ask me. But I, I cannot wait for the start of baseball. We're going to get to it. we got 13 games. We're going to break them down. The first one, Brooklyn and Charlotte going at each other. 
Uh, don't have a total in this one. Al Jefferson is questionable. Now, this is a big one for me because if Jefferson's out of this game, I absolutely love Brooke Lopez in this one. Thaddeus Young is going to have a nice opportunity, too, against power forward uh, in this one. But Al Jefferson also could be a play against Brooke Lopez, but we're going to see his health here. Uh, we saw Kemba Walker put together a couple good games for us, uh, but his price has slightly risen now in the daily fantasy industry. Yeah, I don't love Kemba Walker in this one. I certainly liked him against Aaron Brooks the other day, who we all know is one of the worst defenders. Uh, Brooke Lopez is a little soft, and I will say Biombo is sort of a strong defender. Uh, you know, Charlotte's been pretty tough on centers, almost regardless of who's been there. I definitely would prefer him facing Biombo, but I also, you know, knowing that Biombo's a pure rebounder and Lopez is soft, I wouldn't be afraid to go the what other way. What do you way. mean? He's got double-digit rebounds in like two games in a row. That's pretty good. <laughs> For him, yeah, there should be a parade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that guy. You know, he's he's already in contract talks, and uh, they're not sure if they want to keep him because how could you have a center that doesn't rebound? But uh, I actually like Biombo. I think that's a really good matchup for him to grab those rebounds because Lopez, yeah. even though he's got the double digits, you know, that's what he does. And Biombo blocks shots, and, and Lopez kind of moves in slow motion sometimes. So I actually think this could be a play uh, for him. I agree. I just have a bias of guys that can't score when they're locked in the gym by themselves, and Biombo sometimes fits that uh, category. But he could put up, you know, depending on playing time, double-digit rebounds. Yeah, it's only when he's starting. I mean, you can't rely on him any other time but that. You know, Reggie Evans is another one of those guys. But sometimes when they get that start, that's when the double-digit rebounds come, and you've got to love that for near-minimum price. There we go. Clippers in New York, 197.5 total. Uh, we've been seeing Larkin getting a start. He's minimum salary on prices, though, against Chris Paul on a 13-game slate. Doesn't come into play. Uh, Galloway's been cheap, but still doesn't come into play in this one with a 13-game schedule. Uh, but the Clippers' big guys do. Uh, I talked about DeAndre Jordan's price is too high. The Clippers are a 15-point favorite on the road. This is crazy. I've never seen I don't think I've ever seen this in NBA history. Um but Blake Griffin sets up really nice in this game. Yeah, the only problem here is that blowout risk. And obviously with blowout risks, that means that usually the team is going to have a monster two or three quarters, so they will get their numbers. But on this 13-game slate, I am likely to stay away from this game unless you want to dig deep down into the Knicks bench from the guys who will be playing the fourth quarter for minimum price. But that's not really the style that I like to go go with at least. So I'm probably going to avoid most of this game, but I agree. If you were going to go with someone, the Knicks miss a lot of shots, so there will be plenty of rebounding opportunities for Jordan, and, and you know Griffin should dominate in the post. Indiana-Washington, 192 total here, and it's interesting. Rodney Stuckey missed the last game. Uh, won't see how that one goes. Uh, Roy Hibbert gets a tough front court in Washington. Washington, pretty good team defensively. Totals only 192 on a night where there's 13 games. I don't see me playing anyone in this one. Yeah, I mean, it's a decent matchup for Bradley Beal. I also think that Gortat is another strong setter going against the weak Roy Hibbert, although Hibbert has been playing some big minutes lately. But again, the matchup, just it's just not one that calls for him to have a nice game, even though he's been about 16-7 and seven over his last three games. So I, I agree with you. If there was someone I was going to play, it would be either Beal or George Hill to exploit the weaknesses in the defenses, if you want to call them that, because they're two pretty good defensive teams. But there's a lot of high-scoring affairs elsewhere. So maybe plug one guy, otherwise avoid it. 
Atlanta and Orlando going at a 201 total here. Orlando struggles defensively, but the question comes down to uh, uh, which guy from the Hawks are you going to throw up against Orlando? Tobias Harris expected to be back in this game. Uh, you look at it, and the two big guys, uh, Al Horford, Paul Mislap, come into play. Uh, do you like uh, any of the two guys in the Atlanta rotation, and which one can we go with? Oh, I don't love either of the two guards in the Atlanta rotation. Um, you know, Victor Oladipo is a very good defender. There is a decent possibility that he slides over to guard Teague because he's the much more prominent offensive player. But assuming that they do play matchups, you know, Oladipo has been known to shut some of the better players down, so I'm kind of avoiding them. For the season, even with Tobias Harris, you know, Orlando allows the most fantasy points to the small forwards. And even though he's kind of boring, I like Damari Carroll to at least, you know, out outproduce his normal output and reach value. I don't think he's any kind of tournament option by by any means, but I think he has an above-average game for him. I think you can go with Jeff Teague, and I think you can go with Al Horford. I think those are the best ones there. I mean, the problem with the Hawks is they're kind of like Dallas, where they spread out the love, and there'll, there'll be some nights where they score 110 points, and there'll be no guy over you know 15 to 18 points, so what did you really get? Uh, you know, I like to play the teams with the superstars, but I can see using you know a few of the Atlanta guys if, if you need to. I just jumped up to third place in the hockey tournament on a last-second goal by Philippe Forsberg. It was a tremendous goal in the history of my daily fantasy hockey career. Uh, this could be my second cash in my history of hockey, so uh, I'm all fired up about it. I, I did cash in like one of the big tournaments over at DraftKings one time. I was like a, I felt like I was in a maiden race, like I was in there and I didn't have no idea what I was doing. And I just got a big goal there uh, by Philippa Forsberg. But when I look at it, it's crazy. The top four get paid. I missed second place by .20. And there's only two guys behind me that could beat me. So I could still fill a finish out of the money in this one. <laughs> uh, we'll see how this one plays out. Nail-biting hockey, daily fantasy action. Who would have ever thought such a thing? Now, let me ask you a question. When you play hockey, do you watch the games, or is it one of those things where you're staring at it on your phone, you know, you're updating, 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 and then all of a sudden you just saw this Forsberg goal? Yeah, I didn't see I was updating my phone. I was actually looking for the basketball score, see how my basketball team was doing, and I hit the wrong game. Uh, <laughs> so I wasn't even going to check my hockey score, actually, to tell you the truth. It's but always funny how one. that works. I'll be I'll be texting my friends saying, you know, this guy stinks on a night that I can't uh you know, that I haven't been able to watch the basketball games and they'll go, you know, he's been on the bench for ten minutes, he just came back in. Then you refresh one more time, you're like, Oh, he's the greatest player that's ever lived. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely the way to go. That is the way to go. Sometimes you put the reverse curse on these guys. In Chicago and Toronto, we have a game here uh where we always spotlight Aaron Brooks. Now, uh, Kyle Lowry was uh questionable in tonight's game, but he came back and played in that game. Crevis Vasquez has an opportunity. I think it's one of those things that Vasquez would be an automatic start if he got the start here. I agree with you. and This is a game where I actually think you can look at past history, at least this season, in their matchups. You know, Lowry has been above and beyond the highest point total, um, you know, 
accumulator in those games. No one is averaging over 30 fantasy points besides Lowry, who's in the mid-40s. And on the opposite side, Jimmy Butler has tore this team up. He's averaging over 50 fantasy points a game against a team that's not really that strong defensively against shooting guards and especially small forwards that DeRozan leaning over. But yeah, I think the point guard for Toronto, you can always go against Aaron Brooks, the undersized, not very good defender on Chicago. I'd never have a problem playing the opposing point guard against him. How do you feel, though, about playing players coming back off an injury in daily fantasy basketball? Well, it depends on the player. I mean, I'd like to see tonight, you know, Lowry, uh, he did come into the game, and if I'm not mistaken, he left tonight's game once again. Yeah. So that one, that one's going to be a tough one tomorrow. Uh, you know, you'd like to see that he feels better tomorrow or something like that, and he's going to be a full go. If it turns out it's like a game-time decision and he's questionable, especially with a player like Lowry in the playoff race, he's probably not going to play. I... I don't mind a guy coming off injury as long as the update's earlier and it seems optimistic, but it's it's really hard, especially on sites like FanDuel where it locks early, to trust guys fully, especially in cash games, if you've got a little negativity uh, over their injury and they're just coming back. Yeah, it makes no sense for me that Lowry will end up playing in that game. I mean, as much as you want to say it's a playoff race, they're going to be in the playoffs. It's just a matter of seeding. And the bottom line is you've got to get this guy healthier. You have no chance to make it anywhere in the playoffs. I would think that he doesn't play tomorrow at all. And I think that's Grievous Vasquez uh, will be there for everybody's opportunity. I agree with you, you know, kind of talking it out, reasoning through it. I don't think Lowry plays, especially if he came back and left again. They might as well get him to 100%. And if so, I I really like Vasquez tomorrow night. Miami and Boston going at it 198.5. Now, Dwayne Wade played tonight. Will he play again tomorrow night? He has been playing. We haven't had any rest. Uh, for him, would he be a strong play? He gets Avery Bradley. To me, he's a guy that you don't play despite how well he's playing lately. And Hassan Whiteside is a guy that I loved to get the Celtics last time out, but he didn't perform, and he ended up getting ejected out of the game after uh, tossing someone from behind. <laughs> yeah, I actually think that might make for a decent contrarian play because of uh, the prior outcome, is that they'll look at that Hassan Whiteside game and they'll say, look, he got tossed. Why Why would you use him? But I don't think there's an ongoing feud or anything like that. I think that Whiteside let his emotions get the best of him, and he's since said that he's not going to be doing that anymore. So I think the matchup is a good one. And, you know, you you throw darts against the wall so many times, especially in a, in a matchup that looks favorable. I think Whiteside actually does go for a decent double-double in this game. Uh, I wouldn't play Wade regardless. I, I'm not sure if he plays, but again, like you said, it's the Avery Bradley kind of curse. I like Dragic in this one, and I definitely also like Hassan Whiteside despite his last ejection. What about the Boston Celtics big uh, players? You never know from one night to the next if Evan Turner is going to light it up, Brandon Bass is going to light it up, uh, Crowder is going to light it up, uh, Tyler Zella, Kelly Olnick, one starts at the game, the other starts at halftime. Like, it's so hard, and they're playing so well. You just don't – and there's always fantasy points there because they play at pace, but you just can't get a feel on who's playing night to night in the Celtics rotation. Yeah, and I don't think this is the game to start guessing with that. It's, to me, it seems like Olenek is emerging. Again, he's he's had some big games, and in these big games, he's played like 15 to 20 minutes. You know, I think the other night he had 17 points in 18 minutes or vice versa. So 
I think Brad Stevens is realizing that he's his best weapon, but Miami is one of the top teams in terms of defensive efficiency to opposing bigs, so I don't think this is the game you want to mess around with that. I think the guy you want to play in this one is if Isaiah Thomas sits. You know, Marcus Smart has really shown a vast improvement lately, at least to me. He dropped a monster game last week, and Miami's weak spot, even with Goran Dragic, is the point guard spot. I think this makes for another nice matchup, as long as he doesn't have to deal with Isaiah Thomas, you know, for Marcus Smart. I grew up a Boston Celtics fan. I've gone to 100 NBA title games. I was there there and Larry Bird, Robert Parrish and all. And I like the coach of the Celtics team, and I can't believe he's winning with the guys he has. And Marcus Smart, I hope, is not their answer to the point guard position. I have never seen a guy shoot so ugly in my life. He looks like when that ball leaves his hand, there's no chance of it ever going in. And this is after watching Rajon Rondo shoot for six years. <laughs> yeah, and Marcus Smart is a guy coming out of college who was known as a pure scorer, but you know it certainly wasn't just because of his shooting ability. You know he doesn't he he got some comparisons to James Harden, but it's nothing like that because his shot isn't nearly as smooth. But I agree with you; he's more of a scorer. He's more of a guy you want either mid range or closer to the basket. And if he's going to become a great NBA player, he's going to have to work on that shot. Which crazier things has ha- have happened, but. He doesn't seem like one of those guys who's all of a sudden going to turn into a 42 to 45% three-point shooter. Still a young player, so some hope there. Cleveland and Memphis, totals 195, and Cleveland's been lining it up offensively. So for that total to be that low, you know how good of a team Memphis is defensively. Uh, when you look at this one, usually the point guard uh, for uh, Cleveland, Kyrie Irving, is a guy that you could go up against. Uh, but Conley's been dealing with injuries and underperforming, and then whoever else is in there with the whole Bino Udres of the world on a 13-game slate, I'm not going up that train. I can't believe I'm saying this. You got LeBron James, you got Kyrie Irving, you got Kevin Love, you got Gasol, and you got Zach Randolph. I, I probably am not going to play a player in this game. I agree with you. I, I kind of like Kevin Love's matchup. You know, Memphis, Zach Randolph is kind of a lazy defender, as you could kind of tell from his body type. You know, the rest of the team is very solid defensively. Tony Allen's probably going to spend a lot of his time on LeBron. And this is a guy who wants to be NBA, you know, first defensive team and probably deserves it. It's going to be a lower scoring game. I wouldn't want Mozgov against Gasol or vice versa. There's just, there's not a whole lot to like. I could see going Kyrie Irving just by default. I could see going Love as contrarian, but, you know, his price is so high that there are going to be guys for that price that I feel really good about. So uh, I agree with you. I'm fine avoiding this game. Maybe Tony Allen just due to the sheer minutes that he'll, he'll have if Lee sits again. Well, Houston and New Orleans go at it here. So you have James Harden and Anthony Davis going at it in the same game, fighting for your premium dollars on daily fantasy sites. Is either of these guys going to intrigue you in this matchup? Anthony Davis, absolutely. I mean, this is a Houston team that's playing. uh, You know, Dwight Howard will be back, but he plays the center position. He's going to be playing limited minutes likely in his first game. So Davis will probably match up against Moda Junis or Josh Smith or one of those guys who have been consistently dominated this season. And Anthony Davis is just a monster, and assuming he plays, he's been a little banged up, but I don't see why he wouldn't. It's going to be a fast-paced game, which usually favors him. 
and I think he could not only put up you know 20 and 10, but this is a game against some of the smaller players at Houston where he can rack up the defensive stats. I think this one sets up very nicely for him. Now, the one thing I look at James Harden, and I don't think there's ever a bad matchup for James Harden. Uh, how do you look at this? I don't think it's a great matchup, and I don't love using him the first game with Dwight Howard back because part of the reason that his price was so high is that more of the usage was going through him. There will be now we're not sure if Harden or you know if Howard's going to play 20 minutes or 25 minutes. They said the limit's going to be around 25, but assuming he pushes that 25 minute mark, that's a lot of minutes with Harden where he's dumping the ball in the post more than he's been used to so far this season, which actually will take away from his price. And, you know, it may not seem like that because Harden's been the team leader, but little little changes in the rotation can affect it. And if he's not going to hit that full price when he's one of the top three, four highest-priced guys in the night, I tend to avoid it. And now Montehunas is a guy that will be out of play with the return of Dwight Howard. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to be difficult to judge these bigs, especially since uh, I think Ashik is going to be out, but still Jens is a decent defender, and whichever power forward draws the start, maybe Josh Smith or whoever it may be, goes against Anthony Davis, who obviously is one of the best defenders. I think they are well worth avoiding. You guys are listening to Ricky Sanders, Tony Scott at DailyRoto.com. You're hearing the show live on the Fantasy Sports Network. You can also hear it on iTunes, Podbean. Of course, everywhere you can look for a podcast, you can find it. And it's great to be on the Fantasy Sports Network 24 hours a day, seven days a week of fantasy sports coverage. You can actually find Pat Mayo over there today uh, on one of his great shows talking about the golf coverage there. And if you need a visual of Pat Mayo, you can get that. And I think the whole world clamoring for that. Who wouldn't be, right? Um, you get the Lakers in Minnesota going at it tomorrow. And it's amazing to me uh, because the Lakers uh, absolutely get killed in the front court. Uh, but with Minnesota, they have about four guys out in their front court. Yeah, this one is a matchup that I do not mind attacking tomorrow, especially if Minnesota is thin once again. I mean, we saw the other night that Minnesota only played seven guys, and one of those guys was Sean Kilpatrick, who in an overtime game only played 20 minutes. So we were talking about five guys who played 40 minutes. I mean, the, with minutes come fantasy production, and – I know he's not a household name yet, but I think a guy you can use tomorrow, you know, against a weak Lakers shooting guard position is Lorenzo Brown, who started at shooting guard the other day and put up 10-6 and 7. And now he's going against the Lakers team and if, you know, there's no Kevin Martin, there's no Gary Neal, there's no Ricky Rubio, he's going to be slated back in that starting rotation and could be a guy who's I assume is going to be minimum price. I mean, I'm not sure if it jumped with a pretty mediocre game. But I think he can more than make up for his value, and then that gives you the ability to plug in a superstar. Then you have Portland and Utah going at it. LaMarcus Aldridge is doubtful uh, in this one. Gordon Haywood is doubtful in this one. So does it clear the way for a good matchup for Rodney Hood? Well, Rodney Hood, I actually read, was doubtful as well. So I think it clears up a good (laughs) matchup for Joe Inglis. Joe Inglis is a guy who is not – really a scoring specialist. I mean, he can shoot the three ball a little bit, but when he gets the big minutes, he actually assists and rebounds. So he's pushed, you know, 
triple doubles early in the season where he was putting up lines of seven, seven, and seven. But for his price, you know, that was more than good enough. So I I like Inglis. I like favors to pick up some of the usage. And without LaMarcus Aldridge there, who's actually a pretty solid defender, you know, I think favors scores 20 points. And, and obviously Gobert goes more in the offense. He had 18 and 17 the other night. So he was ridiculous. I think this is a game where you can use a lot of players and we'll see how Portland looks tonight against Golden State, you know, without Batum and without Aldridge. And we could kind of make a more educated judgment in that way. But, you know, Aaron Aflalo is another guy you can look at, assuming tonight isn't a total disaster, and Damian Lillard as well. Ricky Sanders, Tony Cicada, of course, from DailyRoto.com. And, of course, it's great being part of the Fantasy Sports Network. And you can get 24 hours a day, seven days a week coverage. And, of course, we always have the podcast here at one thirty in the afternoon on the Fantasy Sports Network. And if you go to DailyRoto.com, you actually get a little extra benefit as you get a little extra hours there at DailyRoto.com. So make sure you, you check out the podcast in both places. you got Philadelphia and Denver, 205 total in this one. Now, this is definitely going to have some fantasy goodness in this one. Uh, Philadelphia uh, letting up some points defensively. Uh, Denver, of course, a great, great job at Ty Lawson having an opportunity in this game uh, to put up some points. And then then you try to figure out where you're going to go. Danilo Gallinari, if healthy, has put up some monster efforts as of late. Uh, he's not priced that big right now in the small guard situation. Uh, Nerlens Knowles gets an opportunity against a Denver front court that's been struggling. Yeah, the problem with Nerlens Knowles, he's been starting at the center position. And really, Nurkic is one of the underrated defenders in the National Basketball League. I mean, if you look at the numbers, he is a top five defender. If you subscribe to the defensive box plus minus, and now he's back and playing in full, I would like Noel much better if they scooted him over offensively. Uh, The problem with Denver is they're kind of strong where Philadelphia has been strong offensively recently with the emergence of Noel, with the emergency of Ish Smith. So, you know, you could either play him in a tough matchup because of the price. I mean, I like Ish Smith more than I think I like Noel, but Denver's another team uh, that you could you could ride out the guards against Philadelphia because obviously they're not one of the best defensive teams. I do like Ty Lawson in this one. Uh, I do like Gallinari. I, I, I think I would rather play some of the Denver players in this one than Philadelphia just because I think the matchup isn't great for them. And there you go. Ish Smith, of course, having a big night tonight. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he can do that in back-to-back games as the search for the point guard in Philadelphia continues. And then Oklahoma City and San Antonio, a huge 212 total in this one. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Enos Cantor, uh, they're down a few players in Oklahoma City. Uh, those two guys have been putting up monster efforts. Where else do you go for fantasy success in this one? Well, I think those are the first two places to start. I don't think I'd be playing Westbrook against San Antonio. I think Popovich will look to scheme against him. But Duncan has definitely slowed down defensively this year. Uh, I think Ennis Cantor you know, has been starting alongside Steven Adams, so he's really been playing the power forward position. And that's where I'd like to exploit San Antonio. Cantor's been just about 20-10 and 10 every single game. And as always with you know the Spurs, it's going to come down to the inactives. Uh, but I do like Kawhi Leonard, who's one of the best 
back-to-back players in the NBA. And I also like Tony Parker, assuming he suits up. Uh, and I did note earlier in the week when I wrote my article on Daily Roto that all the Spurs players have played every single game this month, so they really haven't been resting. They've been trying to win games to improve their seating. Uh, the only one who's been playing over 30 minutes a game for the team has been Kawhi Leonard, so he's the one that's easiest to rely on. But actually, Tony Parker's been pushing the 30-minute limit himself, and you know Russ has been giving us everything we want offensively, but he also is a little bit lackadaisical defensively sometimes, so I think Tony Parker will look to attack him. There'll be you know both of the point guards going to the rim all game long, and it should be a fun game to watch. But I think Cantor and Kawhi Leonard and Tony Parker are the targets in this one. You know, it's interesting uh, we use Kawhi Leonard, and that's definitely a case of why you don't need LeBron James in a small forward position on this night with a big slate. He's a couple thousand dollars cheaper on each site, and he's going to put up very similar numbers. Yeah, and he gives you the defensive stats, which you love. Uh, you know, on nights you don't use LeBron when he's in a tough matchup, and one that looks like Kawhi's going to score more, he gives you you know, a round of steal and a block a game, and he'll give you a three so he's a very versatile player that on the right nights is fun to own. Sacramento and Phoenix, a 210 total in this one. You got Rudy Gay probable, DeMarcus Cousins probable uh, in this game. I think you can love both those players. Brandon Knight's back. So this suits up a huge game for DeMarcus Cousins, a big game for for Rudy Gay, and a big game for Eric Bledsoe in this one. Markeith Morris is relishing his role. He's another guy with a great opportunity in this one. I agree with everything you just said, and if Brandon Knight is in fact back, his price will probably be depressed. He is coming off an ankle injury, but if they allow him to play, I'm going to assume you know, before we see any updates that he's going to get his full allotment of minutes, and Sacramento is absolutely dead last against the shooting guard position in terms of efficiency. I love both of the Phoenix bigs tomorrow and what should be the highest scoring game. I love DeMarcus Cousins and Rudy Gay, who are the team's two highest scorers. I think you could even give C.J. McCollum a look, who should be involved with the offense. But this this is going to be a high-scoring one, and this is one that's probably worth stacking two or three players and maybe even the best players in this game. See, I wouldn't play Brandon Wright coming back. Uh, I, I just get... I don't want to throw him out there with the ankle injury and then have a setback or limit his time. When I see a big slate like this, like if there was five games or something like that, I, I could be intrigued, but I would err on the side of caution tomorrow night. Yeah, I actually had a mini experiment going earlier this year when guys were coming off injuries when they were cleared to play. So DeMarcus Cousins, I believe his first game back off a few game laps was against Philadelphia the last time they played where he went for 39-24, and 24, if I'm not mistaken. And there was another decently solid player who the first game off his injury, you know, I wrote about it on DailyRoto.com. It's kind of kind of blanking on it at this point. But the, the those few players who just came off an injury and were cleared to play put up monster games. So, it might not be a safe cash game option, but going with Brandon Knight at a depleted price against the worst defense, I mean, I I think you can throw that into a tournament or two and, and cross your fingers. And you know what's going to be interesting about that is that you'll see uh, him probably be uh, depressed, owned, uh, because of the injury. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's kind of, you know, I... It's kind of a shot in the dark because we're not sure. You know, it could it could either be Kyle Lowry or it could be 
him back to full strength from game one and you wishing you didn't wait the extra game. You know, sometimes that gives you the edge, being the one who's got a little bit of bravery. So I agree with you. I don't think Brandon Knight's going to be any higher owned than 5%, probably less than that in big tournaments. So he's got the best matchup you can ask for in terms of a shooting guard. Why the hell not? There you got it. You got all 13 games in the National Basketball Association lined up for you there. So I got to ask you, Ricky, what do we got going on at Daily Roto? What's your latest article? My latest article was a rotations article. I will have picks out tomorrow, but I kind of analyzed the San Antonio Spurs, as you heard a little bit earlier, that they have been playing just about everyone this month. You know, everyone's been worrying about them sitting players, and, you know, they had 14 games coming into Monday, and pretty much all their guys, besides from Ginobili, had played 14 games. There were plenty of guys in the mid-20s, but I noted that with all the guys playing their games, you know, guys like Duncan's minutes are down, and guys, uh, some of their, you know, older guys are all down, so Tiago Splitter was worth a look. And I also wrote about how Gerald Henderson had been starting and Mo Williams had been coming off the bench and kind of been splitting his minutes between the point guard and shooting guard. So when you're looking at his matchup, you can't you can't really go one or the other. Uh, so it was just an in-depth look at how NBA rotations have been shaping up, uh, you know, in the last few weeks. And I thought I found some pretty interesting information, especially about the Spurs, who, you know, a lot of people look to just fade on all nights. And I found some information that made me believe I want to use some of them. Great stuff. Go to DailyRoto.com and check out everything that Ricky has to offer there. Ricky, great job tonight. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you next week. It will be ready to break down the NBA. Not much long in the regular season. We're getting down to the end here. Yeah, it's uh, it's crunch time. It's time to make some money. You know, I'm not rich yet. I haven't moved away to that palace. So I've got some work to do before the end of the season if uh, if my dreams are going to come true. I hope your dreams don't have Myers Leonard in them. <laughs> oh no, why? I, I don't have that game on, but some of my dreams do have Myers Leonard on in it tonight. Oh, you do. Uh, he's out there. He's got a beautiful uh, big red sneakers on, and uh, haven't seen him do much other than uh, model his big red sneakers. Uh, I had a feeling, you know, big man who just shoots. There's always some risk associated with that. But we got a hot. If you guys got guys in this big Golden State Portland game, uh, you should be wake up happy in the morning because uh, we've got 54 points scored already in the first quarter and it's not uh, over yet. And we uh, we'll see how this one plays out. I get, they're just going up and down the court. Not a lot of defense being played so far. Yeah, uh, Portland will see more defense tomorrow when they face Utah. Has been the number one overall defensive unit. That game will be interesting. It certainly won't be as high-scoring as this one, but I look forward to lots and lots of Portland down the stretch in this game. All right, guys, you've heard it right here at Daily Roto Podcast with Ricky Sanders, Tony Cicada. We'll be back tomorrow. Take it easy and enjoy your success over at DailyRoto.com where everything is happening over there. you got golf. you got baseball. you got basketball. you got hockey. So there's no excuse for not to take part in it. If you enjoy anything where they keep score, you got to be there. 